0: Valentine's Day may be over, but that doesn't mean the men's grooming party has to end. Get him, or fellas, get yourself the best electric trimmer in men's grooming with Manscaped's Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 is here to take down every pube in his path with their advanced skin safe technology. Talk about a movement I can get behind. Manscaped has also developed a complete hygiene bundle, the Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for his perfect package. How How about if your man has a wild, and not our kind of wild, but wild nose and ear hairs? Manscaped has you covered. Their weed whacker will change the game for whacking the worst weeds. Get 20% off and free shipping with code Rocky at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D dot com. And use code Rocky. It's Valentine's Day year round with Manscaped. Week lovers everywhere celebrated Valentine's Day. I celebrated by burning a hole in my vibrator while listening to Old Drake. Hot tip: If a double A battery dies, you can give it a quick lick, and it'll jumpstart it like a car battery, and you're back in business, baby. Oh, and please do not lick a car battery. I'm not better than you because I licked a small battery in a pleasure pinch, but if you asked yourself, I wonder if that works with a car battery. Don't try it. I'm simply giving you an inch, don't take a mile. After I got busy with Drizzy, I met some of my college friends to get high and watch Titanic in theaters in 3D, a capitalistic cash grab that had millennials flock into the theaters and flood in those seats like steerage. If you haven't seen Titanic, it's a great movie, but a terrible tragedy, for real. I guess I always looked at this movie like a love story and not the tragedy that it was. This boy, Jack Dawson, he's 17, and him and his friend Fabrizio win tickets to ride the Titanic, which is leaving in like a minute. He wins the tickets and the bitch is almost done boarding. I understand his panic in that moment because I almost missed a Carnival Cruise reboard in St. Martin. I was drinking a bucket of caribs and looking for authentic tree-grown coconuts, okay? I know stress. Everything a man can do, I can do drunken flip-flops. I almost missed that boat. We also meet Rose, another 17-year-old, but Rose, unlike Jack, is loaded. Rose got that ship drip, napkin in her lap at tea time shit, but Rose hates her life. Bossy fiancé named Cal, controlling mother, and she has to wear a corset all the time. So Rose tries to end her life by running to the top of the ship to jump. And here comes Jack Dawson, or as I like to call him, Little Jordan Belfort. And this kid has more swag than any 17 year old I've ever encountered in my life. You won't catch this little charm goblin doing donuts at the beach parking lot while blasting Fallout Boy. Mm mm. He convinces her not to jump, but as he's trying to help her off, she slips and almost falls and she screams and he saves her again. Double whammy. But when he pulls her off to the other side of the boat, it looks like he's assaulting her when her band of merry men show up. They arrest him, interrogate him, but Rose collects herself in time to let them know, actually, he was saving me. He slipped. So they invite him to dine with the Elite the next night. Right before the dinner, the next day, we meet a new character, the unsinkable Molly Brown, played by Kathy Bates, a.k.a. the baddest bitch on the ship, a.k.a. Molly Stay Winning, a.k.a. Molly New Shmoney. Her husband struck oil, so she had all the fun personality quirks of a poor person, but all the money of a rich one. When I was growing up, I always wanted to be Rose. But now that I've lived a life, I'd want to be Molly Newshmoney Brown. She gives Jack a suit so he doesn't look like trash at dinner, and he shows up fresh to death. Of course, some unsavory comments are thrown Jack's way, but he lets it roll off his back. Jackie boy keeps it graceful. All the men dip out after dinner. They don't invite young Leo, which is okay, because then he does the smoothest shit I ever did see. He writes her a note for her to meet him. Then he palms it to her. How does this child without the internet and the Motown movement know how to be so smooth? Of course she goes to meet him. Who wouldn't? If a boy like him palmed me a note like that, we smash in. Not right away. I'd weigh the P's and C's, but it would certainly make him jump the line. Then he takes her below deck to, and I quote, a real party. Fiddles playing, beers spilling, and first class girls pounding pints. This club has it all. Then she balances herself on her toes for some real 1900s flirting. She has been racking her brain on how to impress Leo since he saved her life. Now here comes Cal's right hand man. I don't know if this narc is his stepdad or something, but he follows Rose and Jack around and he reports everything back to Cal. He's a snitch. He snitches on our girl. So the next morning, bam, Cal pops Rose in her face at breakfast. Kind of makes you wonder, did she really want Jack Dawson? Or was she just tired of, I don't know, being engaged to an abuser? Motherfucking yikes. No wonder she wanted Jack to draw her like one of his French girls. Ugh iconic. Rose was splayed out out on the couch. The maturity that these two, need I remind you, 17-year-olds had while she was just naked in front of him and the sexual tension was already at 100. I know 32-year-olds that would have been busting nuts all over that canvas, okay? I know that picture had to be drawn so it could support the subplot line. We're not even going to get into that. But I just don't know how they weren't banging in that moment. It's a fictional story, of course, but watching that scene was like science fiction. Then Cal Snitch finds them and chases them all over the ship until they finally lose him and they end up backseat windows up inside one of the vehicles on the ship. Let's just say the berg wasn't the only thing that hit. You know, that joke felt cheap to make, but I had to do it anyway. And I had to do it because until adulthood, I was insensitive to the severity of Titanic. I had seen Titanic dozens of times. I had it on four different bootleg VHSs. Anybody who owned the VHS of Titanic knows it was two VHSs, but if you had the bootleg, it was four VHS's. One of the tapes was mostly just audio and footage of the floor because anyone who's owned bootlegs knows there was a time when the ushers patrolled the movie theaters, making sure nobody was stealing movies with a camcorder. So sometimes the bootlegger would have to put the camera down in between their legs and film the floor, then just wait it out till the usher left the theater. My dad finally took me to see it in theaters and the person selling us the ticket said, I assure you, you're going to want to come back. The movie only has 45 minutes left. But my dad, in fact, did not want to come back. So he insisted we went inside. We walked in and the part we walked in on was the part where she's trying to wake Jack up in the ocean. He was dead. But I'm jumping ahead. Jack, Jack, our sweet Jack, who just raw-dogged it all over the Atlantic, is now skipping around the boat with Rose just as the iceberg's hitting. The iceberg hitting the boat was preventable, by the way. The captain got called a pussy, essentially. So he sped up to make the papers. Big mistake huge. Rose and Jack now know that this is bad, but her fiance and the narc, they don't know anything about the iceberg hitting the ship, and they plant the heart of the ocean, aka the only thing that Rose was wearing when he drew her in Jack's pocket. Probably worth a couple Chipotle franchises by now if you're looking for a dollar amount to compare it to. Jack Dawson wouldn't steal anything but food, okay? He's basically Aladdin or a grown-up Oliver Twist. They lock Jack up, even though this isn't a priority. But Rose, Rose ain't hand it. She finds Jack Dawson alone, locked up. He's attached to a pipe on the bottom floor of the boat while the boat is starting to go down. But the storyline cannot move forward in the way that we, the people, want it to move forward if Rose finds an axe, and in an attempt to save Jack Dawson, she chops his arm off. So instead... She finds an axe, takes two practice swings, and boom, little Leo was frio. Then the movie takes a dark turn. And I mean dark. And I never really took that in before. 2,240 passengers and crew. And only 706 of them survived. That's roughly 32%. Getting these people off the ship was chaotic. It was classist. It was cold. And it was terrifying with panic everywhere. Has anyone ever been cut off aggressively in traffic? That's a descendant of a Titanic survivor. Has anyone ever elbowed you while trying to push their way to the front of a concert stage? And I'm not talking a gentle elbow. I mean aggressively trying to get to the front of the stage. That is a descendant of a Titanic survivor. Jump in the line at Six Flags? You already know. They didn't film the lifeboats. There was no order to the seating. People were turning on each other Quick. Fighting for their lives. I never took that in before. Rose and Jack end up in the ocean. The freezing cold ocean. She lays on a door and he knows it's a wrap. People always say he could have fit on that door, but I don't think so upon rewatch. It would have went under. Jack really gave his life for Rose. The lifeboats come back, finally, a little humanity for all the people who were fighting for their life in the ocean. Rose makes it. Jack doesn't. She'll never let go, she says, but then immediately lets go of his hand. And Rose starts her new life as Rose Dawson. Now, what did this movie teach us? It taught me that I would love to see the sequel. How did she even begin to start her new life? And did she start it as a poor person or a rich person? Did Rose Dawson grind it out? And the last thing it taught me is that life in America is kind of like living on the Titanic. A sinking ship full of the descendants of colonizers classic america the only difference is unlike the titanic there are enough lifeboats for everyone we're just made to think there aren't time for the rocket Run. Welcome to the Rocky Rundown, where you get to learn a little bit about my week. Party God Squad, hello! Did you have a good week? I hope it was as exciting for you as it was for me. Like that time this week that I got a free scone at the coffee shop. Yes, that's right. I got a free scone for merely existing. I went to the coffee house this week, which is not something I normally do, but I just wanted to get out of the house and the weather was being so... Will she? Won't she? It was a hot one. I wanted the vitamin D so I left the comfort of my home and I went to a neighborhood coffee shop and I did so with a 60% computer charge I buy a matcha only to be told that there are no outlets in the coffee shop to own a coffee shop in New York City that has no outlets is the most big dick energy I have ever heard of the absolute audacity to look at all the artists passing through dead in their faces and say oh no babes Your computer's gonna die in here. Faster than you can let the world know that you ordered an iced matcha with coconut milk, bitch. He gave me a free scone on my way out two hours later, though. I like to believe it was because of my vibe. I went to a karaoke bar on Friday, accidentally dressed 30 as fuck. I didn't mean to not have a change of clothes, but I was a little high when I left the house, so I forgot earrings and I forgot a change of clothes. So I was in slacks and a sweatshirt that had skeletons dancing on it. I didn't realize I was dressed 30 as fuck until I walked into the karaoke bar and I was like, oh no, I'm dressed in my 30s as fuck. I still sung What's Up by Four Non Blondes because I never not sing that song because it is my go-to karaoke song, but Never say never. For example, the pop culture gods said that the snooky poof or the snooky bump, whatever you want to call it, was never coming back. But I got news for you folks. The snooky poof is back, baby. And I couldn't be happier. This was my going out in my 20s hair. This was my, I'll dress up my face but keep the bottom half casual hair. This hair was my moment. So to hear the internet say that the poof is back, I'm rock hard. About two years ago, a 16-year-old said to me, Miss Rocky, I like your snooky poof. It's so vintage. And I'll be honest with you, my ego never recovered from that. In fact, it was the last time I ever wore a snooky poof. I do like to give tips on this show, tips on how to do things, tips on how to make your life a little bit better, things I've learned along the way. But one thing I won't give you any tips on is how to perfect the perfect bump, the perfect poof. That is something a person must learn on their own. Because you can tell a lot about a person by the size of their perfect poof. That brings us to Rocky's Highest Thoughts, my most stoned thoughts of the week. Number one, there are people who are absolute experts in things. I'm talking geniuses on how to do certain things that aren't taught in school. And because of that, they'll never be doctors of that subject or craft. And that makes me sad. Number two, do you think therapists ever think about their clients, friends, or loved ones in a way where they're like, huh, I know this person was toxic, but man, did they make these sessions way more interesting. Number three, Uber One has come out with a very new, loud commercial. Some would even call it jarring if it's in the middle of your YouTube video, where pop stars who had huge hits in the 90s and the early 2000s are in a recording booth singing their song. The songs were all bangers. And this just goes to show even our favorite pop songs become the cool aunts and uncles. And number four, is the fear of wealth. I do not have that fear. My guest this week is comedian Reg Thomas. Reg's wild word was mother. Mother, 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 mother. A word that can have a different meaning to many people. And you're going to find out just where that story takes us today. I want to give a very special birthday shout out to my dear friends Medi and Colin, both members of the Party God squad, celebrating birthdays this week. Please go back and check out both of their Wild night stories. The episodes were great. If you haven't done so already, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. You can follow me at Wild Nights with Rocky on TikTok and Instagram at Wild Nights Pod on Twitter. If you want to watch extended interviews with all of my guests, please subscribe on YouTube. You can support the show for two or five dollars a month by joining my Patreon. A big thank you and a future thank you to everyone who's written and everyone who will write a review on Apple Podcasts. That really does make a difference. And now, please enjoy my Wild Nights conversation with reg thomas reg welcome thank you for doing the podcast
1: thank you very much for having me rocky appreciate you
0: i appreciate you and i just have to say you're the second person in history and i love it i have a whole segment in my show dedicated to my highest thoughts of the week Okay. Uh, you are the second guest in history to smoke during the podcast and that just makes me so happy
1: I'm, i feel like yeah you know i feel like this is a party podcast we, we getting is. loose here
0: yes 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 you we know are. i am
1: i am the host and founder of the comedy show productively stone so i said i bring you know let's bring the vibes together
0: let's bring the vibes together and i want to talk to you all about productively stone but first and foremost i want to say to you happy valentine's day
1: Valentine's Day, Rocky.
0: Yeah, we are. My uh, Valentine? My Valentine. But, you know, it's so funny because my little brother gave me these earrings last night. That was a surprise. Yeah. My roommate gave me this beautiful tea. I drink tea every day. He got me a beautiful tea mug on to go That like to go. That's almost like a French press, but for tea. Oh, yeah. And then I have one more I'll tell you after. But who's your Valentine?
1: My val- Valentine's definitely my mom
0: oh that's oh that's amazing well shout out to your mom and i the The original valentine the original valentine and um i will tell you my last valentine because i was trying to set it up nicely uh because she gave me a little starbucks gift card this morning is my mother as well so it worked out (laughs) it worked out perfectly so reg's wild word was mother so reg we're gonna jump right into it give us your wild night story mother
1: my wild night story my mother begins back when I was an undergrad going to Brooklyn College. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when you go to like going to a CUNY school like Brooklyn College, you don't you know, it doesn't have it. It has a beautiful campus, but it doesn't have like on campus lifestyle like a big campus like in another. You know, like.
0: Yes. And I'm if I'm not mistaken, you had gone to Florida, you went to school in Florida first and then I went to college to- in
1: Miami. Yes. I went yeah. to college. Mm-hmm. At, I went to college to an HBCU in Miami, called mm-hmm. Florida Memorial University. And so, you know, coming to Brooklyn College was a great college, great school, but it just didn't have a campus as way like a traditional university. would.
0: Yeah. And you got a little taste, too, first. Yeah, exactly. Because
1: Miami was a party school. When I went to Florida More University, that was a party school. So we heard that Pace University in Manhattan was having, like, their homecoming show. And Big Sean was, this is how you know I'm old, uh, Big Sean was hot. So, like, you're like, oh, Big Sean's going to be at Pace. Yeah, so we all like, all right, so like a bunch of brick costumes. we like, we're gonna go to pace for the show, we're gonna go. I don't know, like, I've been broke the entire time, so I don't know what made <laughs> me think that I could just go to pace and just like go to their concert. But yeah, yeah, we show up, we pile up. It's like about six of us in a Toyota Corolla, and
0: nobody and goes we, to
1: pace, nobody goes to pace. None of right. us go to, pace. we know people who go to pace, but we don't right. go to base, mm-hmm. so now we're like, all right, we're gonna go to the show. We get there and like, we like completely dub Like they, we, mm-hmm. they ask for IDs, they ask for, yeah. all sorts, they ask for all sorts of shit that we don't got. Yeah. So it's automatically, like I'm talking about, like, we just took a ride to Manhattan. Like we're not yeah. getting into this party.
0: Yeah.
1: So it's me and my best friend at the time, Kevin, uh, we're just hanging outside. We're like, damn, like, what are we going to do? We can't get inside this party. And out of nowhere, Kevin always was like, girls always love Kevin, but Kevin just okay. never knew what to do with girls. Okay, Like, okay. girls would, like, I remember just, like, girls would throw it at Kevin, and Kevin just, I don't know how to catch. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. just did. <laughs> and so, so, just, like, true, true as ever, you know, some girl in the line sees Kevin. She's like, oh, my God, it's you. Yeah. I think they, like, went out. They used to date back in junior high or something like that.
0: Oh, so he knew her from back in the day.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, now, you know, she's like, well, if you guys can't get into the show, why don't you guys come with me and my homegirl? We're going to go to this comedy club. And, ironically... That's my first time ever stepping into the comedy cellar. We walk over from Pace University, yeah, talking, and we get to the comedy cellar, and I'm in there, and I remember laughing my ass off. I remember mm-hmm. laughing real hard, and I think Andre 3000 was in there in what? the audience.
0: Wow!
1: If not Andre 3000, Pharrell, one of the two. It might have been Andre. <laughs> it might have been Andre 3000.
0: I think you yeah. might be the first person in history that ever confused Andre 3000 and Pharrell.
1: <laughs> it was one of them i remember thinking like damn he's got this is hilarious i just remember yes. thinking, yeah this shit was cool and so like we leave and by now we're just we we go to a liquor store and we buy a bottle no i think i might have came with me with a bottle and yes. this is how you know we were real broke we were drinking georgie vodka
0: oh i remember georgie ooh, 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 georgie oh, vodka yeah. for those
1: that know is this disgusting vodka that like it should be sold in a plastic bottle it doesn't yes. even need to be in yes. glass
0: oh uh, wait it, georgie is in glass i thought it was plastic it's glass
1: it's glass. I, wow. like the ones I use the ones I used to see were always glass.
0: Oh my and so, gosh.
1: And so we're drinking Georgie vodka, And we are just walking around town, just talking, catching a breeze. And we eventually make it to the West Side Highway. I used to I used to take when I was in college, I would take dates to what's that neighborhood? South Battery Park City.
0: Oh yeah, right on the water.
1: I would always take because they got like a nice movie theater over there, and mm-hmm. it like there was a there was a like sushi spot over there that was good. Yeah. So I knew the West Side Highway was nice. So I said, let's all just walk over to the West Side. We could just drink and just catch a vibe. We go over there. Eventually, the girl, the home girl, got tired and went home. So now it was just me, my homeboy, and the girl and his ex girl. Mm-hmm. And we're just all talking, talking, hanging, talking, just, you know, I don't know what the hell we were talking about. We were just talking for a long ass time. Right. And, and then we're all three sitting on a bench talking. And then eventually, I just realized that I'm just talking to myself. And I look over and they're making out, and I was like, "Oh shit!" So I just, you know, I just walk over. I just walk away.
0: Yeah, I walk yeah. down.
1: But I look back and I just see her head going up and down in Kevin's lap, and I'm like, "Fucking <gasps> Kevin!" Right I'm
0: in like, the right outside. Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. So I'm like, "All right, whatever."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: About 15 minutes passed. I'm like, All right, "I'm gonna walk over." I think they should be done by now.
0: <laughs> I walk over.
1: I walk over. Kevin's like, "Man, no, I no, I was hanging by myself." Kevin walks over to me. He goes, "Yo." I was like, what happened? He goes, she passed out. I'm like, what do you mean she passed out? She goes, she's passed out. I was like, what the fuck do you mean she's passed out? He goes, I don't know. She just passed out. We go over there and, yep, she just passed out. And I'm like, oh, yo, no. like, trying to wake her up, trying to wake her up. She's so drunk, she can't get up. So I'm like, I see the park rangers coming by. So I, 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 I wave down the park range. like, go, we need your help. Like, I'm like, this, she passed out. they like, what happened? I'm like, we were here drinking, chilling. Mm-hmm. And now you like, she just, I don't know. Eventually, she wakes up you gotta go we gotta take you to the hospital you passed out and she goes no I can't pass out my mother hates me (laughs) I was like what she goes yeah my mother and my mother loves her boyfriend more than me and if and if she if she hears that I'm in the ambulance she's gonna be mad at me so I can't we're like but we can't just leave you like there's like you like you like yeah yeah. so they call the ambulance and, and so of course me and Kevin are like well we can't leave her we ride in the ambulance with her
0: yeah of course
1: the ambulance with her and she's just, and she's having the only panic attack, but I'm talking about this girl went from super horny to yeah. just, so like first before the ambulance even comes, like, we're just like, we're just happy that she's awake. We're like, yo, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. I am I just, you know? Yeah. And and I go, and I go, um, all right, let's let's get you up. So we try to pick her up and like, you know, I guess, like, I guess I like, I guess somebody squeezed her stomach. She just let the fattest fart rip. No. Right, right this girl going her, like, through
0: all the levels.
1: Right through it. I'm talking about like, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Me, Kevin, the park ranger, we were all like, whoa, like, are you okay?
0: <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound good.
1: She fought it so hard. Kevin dropped her. She fell right back down. Boom. Had to pick her back up. Oh Slow. Oh my
0: God. She well, gets probably Wait
1: a little less. <laughs> yeah, she gets back up. Now we finally get the ambulance. And so now she's having a panic attack, and they're like, all right, so what you got to do is you got to count from 1 to 10 up, and then 10 to 1 back. Okay. And so she's like. This
0: is in the ambulance.
1: Yeah, and she's just going that. And me and Kevin are just looking at each other like, whole time. I'm thinking we're being helpful. I'm like, all right, you know, thank God we didn't ditch her. We're here to help her, make sure she's good. Yeah. Time I'm like, what if they just arrest us regardless? Like, what if? Yeah,
0: because it's not a good look for you guys to have this girl pass out. It's probably late. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, so we were just like we were terrified. So we go to the ambulance with her. We go to the emergency room with her, and mm-hmm. you know, like they let her. But they let us back to her. And she's just like she was. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just was drunk. And then uh, she, her father shows up, and then like her father comes and picks her up or whatever. And like you know, like you know, it was good. Like it was, it was no, yeah. conflict. it was no conflict or anything of that nature. And then uh, me and Kevin outside, I'm like, and it's like the sun's up by now. I'm like, yo, what a, what the fuck, just. I looked at Kevin and I said, "Yo, this all started with us in the in class saying we should go." I was like, Kevin was going to go study, and I said, "We should go to Pace." Yeah, I said, and Kevin go, and Kevin goes with me and he goes, "I should have just study." I'm like, "Yeah, you should have." <laughs> Like and we were all cool, me, him, and her. We all were cool well after undergrad, but I don't know. I guess we all just kind of fell. Like Kevin got married, and like now he's like a doctor. He's a doctor, and like you know, he's just like a married guy. Yeah, old girl, she was a singer. I don't know whatever happened to her, but that was like a wild story. That's a wild that I remember because for one, that shit really could have went way worse, especially seeing, especially seeing how Kevin, me, and Kevin woke up and. Didn't even know about a Pace University party. Like mm-hmm. that shit came to us as hearsay throughout the school day. Yeah. And it went from, oh, we're gonna go check out this pace party to like, oh shit, like what the fuck was that?
0: Wow. I do love that. First of all, that was very wild, especially because he was gonna start the night off studying. I do love that you maintained a nice relationship with her afterwards. You know what I mean? Like Well, the I- whole
1: the whole declaration of my mother hates me. We were like, well, we can't just leave her out here. Like, yeah. She, she, she's out here doing bad
0: yeah and you guys were real with her too like like anybody could have been like i'm washing my hands of this this girl we were having fun with her but she took it to the next level like we didn't know she was this drunk and you guys really stuck by her side i'm sure that's not we
1: like it really like it didn't really feel like there was anything else to do but that like that's like that part of the story wasn't really something that we really thought much hard on we were just yeah we were just really concerned, like, damn, like, what the fuck? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Did you all go back to drinking Georgie vodka after that?
1: I think I stopped drinking vodka as a whole. After yeah,
0: that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: think vodka got retired after that. I can't even tell you. Maybe the uh, the like, I can't even remember the next time me and Kevin drank together. But if, <laughs> but I think it was for his birthday because he like he has a birthday that's like we're, like December thirtieth or thirty first or something. Okay, like
0: that. yeah. So it was like
1: it's like the type of birthday where you would drink anyway.
0: Yeah, you got to celebrate.
1: Yeah, but like, man. And we had we took photo, like we had photos of us like, like throughout the whole night we were all drinking, so we're just all like taking photos of like just Yeah. Cause it was like 2010, so like it's really early in the social media, like
0: Oh those those are on a digital camera
1: yeah right like those are like on that, that, that like that was like the original layout of instagram type shit so
0: yeah uh, this is how old i am for my college concert i didn't go to pace but i went to adelphi which i feel like a lot of people either transfer we had a lot of people transfer from adelphi to go to pace or vice versa yeah. but um j cole performed as an opening act for either one year was Snoop Dogg and one year was Ludacris so I don't remember who which one he opened for That's a good um, show. Oh, it was a great show, but he was so unknown, he was just starting out and I remember thinking like this guy has got it. Like this is it. He had just jo- uh, graduated from St. John I think a year or two uh before anyway. So
1: Yeah, he, a lot yeah. of people don't know that uh he was he spent a lot of a good time in New York getting on.
0: Yeah. He was great. He was great. And he was so, oh, he was just so young. He was so funny. He was just like such a star already. So he's, he's the best. So we, um those, those college concerts, you really got a treat. If you could get into the college concerts, you really got a treat.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Was there ever a good college concert I ever got into? I heard Brooklyn College once had Fabulous. And I was like, where was oh, the, where was the announcement for that?
0: That would be amazing. Colleges
1: do have like, <laughs> now that you mentioned it, I have spent some time on YouTube looking up college homecoming concerts, <laughs> yeah. and it's always great because, like, for instance, one time like a year ago, Drake came out to Clark, Atlanta, uh huh, which is another HBCU, uh huh. And you know, like, a Drake performance is major,
0: yes, yes.
1: So, you know, like, and he's gonna, yeah, but the, but their sound system wasn't prepared for what Drake do, so oh, like, no. I mean, like, so you can hear it, it doesn't sound bad, but you like,
0: yeah, you, if, you like you, if,
1: if, it's
0: not a Drake performance.
1: Yeah, if this was UM, you know, you'd have really, <laughs> you'd have really heard it. Yeah. You'd have felt the bait. You'd have felt it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my really God. That's weird. too funny. Yeah, colleges, they really do get, um, and for nothing, too. It's like they're like $10 tickets. You just got to wait in line early.
1: Well, they charge us a grip already to be there. Like,
0: yes, yes. I'm still paying. I'm still paying for the Ludacris and Snoop Dogg concerts I went to in college.
1: I think, I think my friend Amanda went to Adelphi. Oh, really? Amanda Seal, she's a comedian. Yeah. Oh,
0: one time she she reposted me on Instagram, and I told everyone I knew. I like tagged her in an Instagram story, and she reposted me, and it was the best day. I did not I know she went that. to Adelphi. That is so. I'm gonna look into that. I believe so.
1: Like, in. don't quote me. I think I, I think she might have got her masters from there.
0: Wow. Yes, yeah, she is so funny. Adelphi
1: a Sunni. Um, I don't.
0: I don't know. I think it was a private school. Can private schools be Sunnis?
1: No, I gotta figure it out. I think we'll, we'll figure it out.
0: We'll do our other research on her, but she is so funny. Oh my god!
1: Yeah, but that story right there.
0: Yeah.
1: That was that was one that was a very that was a wild story from when I was very young in my early twenties, and I was. Just,
0: I loved it. I'm we glad. Were terrified.
1: I, we were like.
0: Yeah, that is terrifying. That is terrifying. But now you're doing big things. Georgie so, vodka. Georgie vodka. Yeah, I haven't drank that in a minute. I actually kind of retired from vodka too. I'll have it in a martini every once in a while, but I um. I like uh, tequila a lot better. Tequila is my drink, for sure.
1: Tequila, Reposado, you know? Here's yeah. a little to you. Great oh, thing. oh, you're there drinking you some right go. now? Reg,
0: right I knew I loved you. Here's mine. A free... Yeah, that's what
1: I'm <laughs> drinking, Espelon. Oh, my
0: God. We're so connected. This is great. Now, I want to talk to you... No,
1: Esbalone owes us a check.
0: Espalone, we're waiting. Now I want to This is
1: Espalone right here.
0: We didn't even know we were gonna be on the same wavelength like that, but this is great. I want you to talk to me a little bit about Productively Stoned. Tell everybody a little bit about what Productively Stoned is.
1: Productively Stoned is a comedy show uh-huh. produced by me and Jordan Rock sometimes. It's a show where we where we showcase like about three or four comedians that are real dope. And it, But at the top of every show, we start off with a 20-minute smoke session with the audience. So it's BYOW. You bring your own weed. Sometimes uh-huh. we have a vendor there. Mm-hmm. We can pick up some flour there. 20 minutes, we smoke together. Then we turn it off, no smoking. And then we have a comedy show. Because the whole purpose is just to let you be high at a comedy show. Because if you yeah. let them smoke too much, they're going to smoke themselves out. And yeah, then it, it's not the best.
0: You put a limit on it which is smart which is smart and what made you, well, you start that yeah that's not bad and it's a little bonding experience like i haven't heard about anybody doing a show like that i don't know if they do that like kind of in la at all because it's been legal for much longer but i i love that a lot
1: so uh what made us do that was um for one we started doing the show when uh at karma lounge in the lower east side uh-huh. and we just needed uh we just needed a place to perform on saturdays and it was just started off as a monthly and then after a year or two and a half of doing it at Carmel Lodge, I kind of got bored and wanted to just start doing pop-ups. So I found yeah. different locations to throw it at. And then uh, from there, the pop-ups were real dope. So the first pop-up was at a mansion uh, by the by the, by the the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Uh-huh. Then I used to do it at the Soho Playhouse, that like oh, was wow. a real beautiful theater. Yeah. I did it there for about 18 months. That was real dope. Then we had it at the Stan Comedy Club. Mm-hmm for about another year and a half. And uh, outside of that, it was just, I would just find unique locations that I liked and I thought were cool and like, you know, gave it like an underground vibe, like where you yeah. got to find the show. So I've been doing that for about nine years now. Uh-huh. And oh. yeah, like that's my baby.
0: That's amazing. Now, do you ever have comedians reach out to you? Cause obviously if you're booking the shows, like that can be, that could be tough. That's a, that's a job in and of itself. Do you ever have comedians that are like Reg? Please, I gotta do this show. Let me on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People want to be on it. And I hate it. Oh, I no. hate it. Cause... Why do you hate it? Why do you hate it?
1: Because man, a lot of people suck. I charge people money for the, to come to the show, and like I owe it to them to put the best comedians
0: up. Uh, yes. Yeah, so you're saying that they're putting you in a in a kind of an interesting spot by asking to be a guest on the show. Yeah,
1: because it's like yeah. man, <laughs> like the,
0: you hear that, like, everybody? It, Let just, Reg ask you.
1: Because <laughs> it just puts you in an awkward position. Like, yeah. Let's say you and someone do a show, right? Uh-huh. And, you know, they their set was whatever. It, you weren't impressed with it, but, like, they didn't suck.
0: Yeah. But, you know,
1: they had a set.
0: Yeah.
1: And then they're like, yo, can I come do your show? It's like, fam, I, we both was in that room together.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I, I guess what? I was there. And I saw everything.
1: <laughs> oh, <what> you, come <laughs> you on, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, why are you asking me that? So I usually get, if I have someone asking to be on the show, I'll have somebody asking me to be a guest, but for someone else. They'll be like, oh, you know, my friend does stand up. I think they would be a really great guest for your show. And then I, I always respond. I'm like, have you listened to the show? Have you listened to my podcast? And they're like, well, I, right. I definitely want to listen to it. And it's like. If you right. listen to it and you're just trying to get your friend on and put your friend on, like tell me what your favorite episode is or what episode you listen to. I don't care, but don't hype somebody else up before you've even listened to right. a piece, you know? Now, with
1: that yeah. being said, I, and I completely agree with you. Like, don't don't give me no feedback unless you actually, like, I like, because I'm going to test you now.
0: Yes. Like, well, yes. Tell me the,
1: what were the last three episodes about, Ho? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but it's like, yeah, man. It's just like, don't do that because it just makes it awkward for me. It makes it awkward for everybody. And on top of that, it's just, I have to admit that I am a Russian judge sometimes, though, where it's like, hey, man, you got to let people grow and people. Yeah, of course. You, you'd be surprised what a little confidence boost would do to someone when uh-huh. they d- get to do something that they really was hoping to do for a while. So Yeah. It goes both ways. I, and and like with that being said, I do. It's just not like, if it's someone I really don't think is funny, I'm just like, man. This is
0: I, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Now I want to also like, ask I've had
1: people put me in awkward positions where I was like, I like are like, but with that being said, it pays off for them because oh, one, yeah. like I've definitely broke, I've definitely cracked. There have definitely yeah. been times where like, like like someone asked me enough time, I was like, fine, bro, just, just have the show. Well, the closed mouth
0: show. don't get fed, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, have the show, bro. It's your show. Yeah,
0: it's your show. Now, I want to ask you. Nine years doing the show—that's a huge accomplishment, especially for keeping a comedy show going in the city that long. People don't do that. I mean, you have a few shows that have obviously been running for a while, but that's a that's a long time to keep a show going, uh, make a name for it. Have you ever had someone in the audience that you were like, oh? that just made you really happy like this is my show and this person showed up and I didn't even know I didn't even know they knew about the show
1: Earl Sweatshirt
0: Earl Sweatshirt
1: yeah he's a dope rapper um, uh-huh he's a dope rapper and uh yeah he popped up at the show a couple times and we uh-huh. were, like Chris Rock popped up at the show one time
0: amazing
1: he walked he walked by because yeah, that was nuts when Chris Rock walked by those yeah. two right there
0: wow that feels good right
1: yeah, because like we knew Chris Rock knew about this show, but we uh-huh. were like like kind of like he knows about it in passing, not like he gives a fuck. And so when he pulled up, we were like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Did he get to do a spot? Did you let him do a spot or he just watched? He was
1: like, next time, next time.
0: <laughs> you hear that, Chris? You gotta do the spot. You
1: Gotta come through, man.
0: He listens. He listens. <laughs> he does. But that—that's really cool. And the fact that you had those two people come—people that you're like, I these I I made this. If you build it, they will come. I made oh, the yeah. show, and they showed up. That just shows that anybody could show up.
1: I've had God that is, moment a million times. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, anybody could show up, and that's you. You—that's your whole platform. So that's incredible, Reg. I love to hear that. And I honestly, I'm so happy to have found out about the show because. I consider myself a very productive stoner. I love, you know what I mean? You are,
1: you are productively stoned, right?
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. I can't wait to smoke after this. I, I've actually never interviewed anybody stoned. Maybe I've like taken a bong rip in the morning and then interviewed somebody like six hours later, but I've never been stoned interviewing someone. Um, just cause I, I don't want to, I've done improv stoned before and it, it didn't behoove me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it did It wasn't, it didn't work in my favor.
1: I'd have thought uh, you'd have been killing it.
0: Uh, I think now I can do it stoned more. But when I was younger, I I, I uh, you know how you have to in improv, you've got to run across the stage, edit the scenes, make the next. You got to be come. sharp.
1: Yeah.
0: I wasn't sharp, Reg. I was dull. <laughs> I was dull.
1: You just bust your ass you smoking yeah. some good.
0: Yeah. So I, I kind of laid off that for a while just so I could be more present with it. But I one of the one a dream of mine is to have a podcast studio eventually one day do the interview with the guest if the guest wants to smoke that is very welcome and then have the way you have a smoke sesh at the beginning of your show I would love to do a smoke sesh with my guest after the show and whoever if they brought somebody to the studio or things like that or if I had people that is my that's a dream of mine okay so we'll make that happen one day
1: we got put I'm gonna I'm down I'm there
0: uh, you are there, Reg. Now, what else? Do you have anything else going on right now besides Productively Stone that you want to plug or share or your social media that you can share for everybody?
1: Yeah, you can check me out on, on Instagram, Reg Thomas, R-E-G-T-H-O-M-A-S. Uh Twitter is Reg Thomas Tweets. Those are my that's my Twitter handle. Mm-hmm. Uh check me out on YouTube. I'm in Dana Beach uh this weekend coming up. I tour on the road with Chris Red and Comedian C.P. and Amanda Seals. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, I'm running around the city telling jokes, I'm running around the country telling jokes. Thank you so much, Rocky, for having me.
0: Oh, Brad. This is
1: a pleasure. You know, a good smoke sesh with you
0: yeah the pleasure was all mine reg i really 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 appreciate you doing the show uh you and i will link up in the city i'm going to come to productively stoned and um tell your mother i said happy valentine's day all right
1: Absolutely. i'm gonna do that thank all you
0: all right All tell right. tell your okay.
1: mother i said the same
0: i sure will all right reg you and i will talk soon all right all right, bye. All right.